What's up? I'm Joey, and this is the Owning It Podcast. After years of wearing a suit and tie, Joey He said, I've had enough of the litigating lie. And so he struck out on his own. He's a lawyer and a speaker and a business coach. This is Owning It with Joey C. Trademarks, copyrights. What if I told you that there was a tool out there that could transform your business for the better? That there was one magical tool that would completely revolutionize the way that you do business. We're talking something that could 10x your business overnight. I know, it sounds too good to be true. But get this, not only is there a tool like that, but you already have it. That's right, you already have this tool. The problem is you don't even know how powerful it is. You haven't tapped into just how powerful, just how life-changing this tool can be. It's a tool that we all have and we all take for granted. We've all had this tool our whole lives. And actually, it's really because of that baggage that we've always had this tool that we've lost sight of just how powerful it can be. That tool is your own voice. And I am so freaking excited for this episode because I'm bringing in my friend, my mentor, my secret weapon, Tracy Goodwin, to break down why your voice is so dang valuable and how you can use your voice to start captivating any room that you're in. If you don't know Tracy, Man, you're in for a treat today. So Tracy Goodwin is the owner of Captivate the Room, and she's taught thousands of celebrities, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to transform their lives and the lives of their listeners with their voice by stepping into the power of their natural voice so they amplify their authority and captivate the room. Tracy's got a unique approach called psychology of the voice, which gets to the core of limiting voice habits and transforms voices from the inside out. People literally from all over the world seek Tracy out for her expertise to free voice barriers and get them to the next level in their business and their lives. Tracy's game-changing voice training teaches you how to captivate the room no matter the message, the venue, or the size of the audience. But here's the interesting thing about Tracy. To just call her a voice coach doesn't really do justice to just how helpful she is to her clients, to people like me, to people that she's had go through her program. And so that's really where I wanted to start today's episode. What is it that you think people are wanting from you? And then what is it that they actually get that they're so surprised by? I love that question. And I'm actually in a launch right now. And I brought that question up Mm. the other day. And I, you know, my first line of reference is to always go back to y'all's testimonials, you Mm. and Chrissy and 
you know, that whole group. And, it, and they're things like, well, I came here to make cute videos or to get a little better at videos or my podcast. And whoa, I didn't even know what I was in for. And, and the transformation of my, you know, I'm, I have inner freedom now. Mm-hmm. I have the ability to really express myself and really reveal who I really am. I don't worry about judgment anymore. I'm present. I'm articulating my message with more clarity and fun. And ultimately, I'm using my voice in a way where people know who I am. So now they know I'm their person or not. Mm. So those are the outcomes. But I don't even know to this day if people show up here looking for what they're going to get in their mind. I can't tell you the number of people that have said, I came here to get rid of ums and well, that way, and that was yours. That was your video. You know, I I thought, well, let's get rid of ums. And then exactly what you said after week one, the ums were gone. And I was like, okay, what are we going to do now? Right. So it's ums or I have a little fear of public speaking or people, um, uh, you know, aren't respond, you know, there's these little ideas, but what people don't realize is what I've researched, what I've created, what you trademarked. And I just, that to me is still to this day, 30 plus years later, mind bending, Mm. mind bending, right? Because people don't realize even the power of their voice. It really is mind-bending because it's almost like you give people the audio version of a six-pack. Yeah, yeah. People talk about, you know, I look in the mirror and I want to look better and I want to do all of this stuff. And if you're a business owner, so much of that confidence and how you, you look is how you sound. We're seeing that now with podcasts and with Clubhouse. And I came to you, yes, to remove the ums and because... I was working on this podcast for the first time and it was the first series I was doing where I wasn't going to be on video. Yeah. And I remember talking to you about, I felt a lot more on more comfortable on video when I felt like I had all these other cues that I could use and, and, and my body language. And that was all stripped on the podcast. Well, yeah. Podcast. And you mentioned clubhouse. Okay. And, and you know why I think clubhouse is is doing so well and podcasts are doing so well Mm. now even more than ever is because of what we went through in 2020 and the data is already showing us we are so desperate for connection because we have been sequestered many people more than others and here's see we go back to this people don't realize the power of their voice I determine what I hear in your voice determines whether I can connect with you or not. And it is all based on sounds going down subconsciously. Mm -hmm. So you get on a clubhouse or you get on a podcast and you're exactly right. You've got nothing but your voice. Are you going to make me feel with it or not? So I love it. I mean, this is, this is, I've been waiting for this moment my whole lifetime. (laughs) you know, it's, it's, it's a really cool platform and we're seeing this especially, and I don't hop into a lot of rooms that I feel totally out of my element, but I hopped in on this, this pitching room, like a shark tank on a clubhouse mm, mm-hmm. and people could go up live on the stage and share something. And this one guy hops on stage and he has all of this energy he's bringing in terms of what he has to offer. And when he's done, 
the speakers are all like flashing their mics to show that they're clapping for him or whatever. And when they're done, they were like, dude, the pitch itself sucked, but we all love you. So we're going to help you figure this out. Yep. You know, the offer needs this, this, and this, Yeah. but we love your energy. We love all this other stuff. And you're right. People make that decision of, of whether they want to work with you, whether they want to help you based so much on the voice. Okay, I'm going to need a cutting of that audio that you just said right there, because that encapsulates the whole deal Mm -hmm. and people don't realize it. And people get, the world teaches us, what are the words? Get the words right. If you get the words right, you're going to get what you want. And that is not true. If you compel me by making me feel you're my person or feel Mm -hmm. like I enjoy what you take me on a journey you make me want to help you by the way you make me feel, that's what makes me give you my money or, mm. or whatever. The word science has proven that the words cannot make us feel. What is it Maya Angelou said? It's kind of, I, I love my phrase, the voice is the orchestra of the heart. But mm. she says, people don't remember what you said. They remember how you made them feel. So I love that story about that young man. And and people sit in confusion going, well, you know, we live in a world of comparison and people sit in confusion going, well, that guy hadn't been doing this, but three months, I had a conversation yesterday, three months, I've been doing this for 14 years and have three degrees in it. Why is his business exploding? Well, we can go back to voice right there. It's very powerful. You know, I'm going to be dropping testimonials of Tracy this entire podcast episode, but <laughs> but la- just last week, so we launched a new legal program and someone who's pretty new to my audience joined right away after watching the webinar and she posted in the group, you'll love this. She said, Joey, having a lawyer's voice go through these lessons that is as calming as your voice is the best thing about this program. I love that. <laughs> and I was like, Yes, I, I have to show this to Tracy. And that's it right there. So so we can, people might be thinking, well, feel, all right, automatically we go to, well, I'm, that must mean I'm going to be crying on the conference table. Mm. No, stop making, you know, get the stuff out of buckets and feel means exactly what you just said. It made me feel calm. It made me feel like you knew what you were talking about it, you know, and that's, That's a whole different voice than somebody who's focused on getting me some information because I've got a lot of important information and I need to get you this information because I've got some information. How do you like my information? Right. Well, I don't. I feel like we've already covered what are are the mistakes people are making? Well, they're focusing on getting information out or Mm -hmm. certain equipment that they might have instead of focusing on the voice. When you recenter people on feelings, do we often need a lot of coaching from you around what kind of feelings we should be choosing to prioritize? Or is that something that once we just focus on, okay, focus on the feelings, we have a pretty good sense of where to take the voice? That is a great question. And there's a lot of different offshoots that I could go into and stop me if I start going off on a voice tangent. you (laughs) You know me, you know me. Well, you said the secret sauce word, first of all. People don't think about any, you know, when I, you, you, you remember when I say, so what do you want me to feel? And half the room goes, what are you even talking about? I, these, these are my words. It's not a question that's ever been asked to most people. And we look at, 
in and of itself, we first have to go, whoa, hold on a minute. This is a whole new line of thinking. But I call this the secret sauce because this is what brings people to you to buy from you. Just like the story you said, it makes them feel. So first of all, we have to wrap our mind around the concept of, I need to consider what I want people to feel. Mm. That's first and foremost. And then just like the whole psychology of the voice concept, we have to rethink, we have to reframe. We've got to plug that in. So initially there is some thinking about it. Well, what do I, what do I want people to feel? I don't know. And so there is a lot of coaching involved in, well, do you want us to feel excited? Do you want us to feel frustrated? Do you want us to feel empowered? And then the juices start flowing. And then people will say, well, yeah, I want them to feel like they can trust me. Okay, perfect, because trust is built in the melody. Science, again, Mm. has proven that. So now we're back to your voice is actually going to tell me whether I can trust you or not. So there's a lot of seed planting and a lot of, I ask a lot of questions. Well, why do you think that? Well, what what do you want us to feel? Ultimately, the end goal is you intuitively know to do it. And here's the thing, and I hear this from people all the time. They'll say to me, well, you give us stuff to do, but what you really do is take away everything we don't need. Mm. Right? And And behind all those layers of where we've masked ourselves vocally, we intuitively do know what we feel about what we're talking about. But the world said things like, well, you've got to be professional. So now we're professional and there's no feeling in professional because that wouldn't be professional. Right. right? But it's still there. So the end goal is intuitively now I'm going to know, well, yeah, I'm fired up about this. I need to get them fired up. And this is the tragedy for me is that we don't express these feelings. But if I'm fired up about something, you've been fired up about something. And if I can get fired up about it, you're going to get fired up. And now, you know, I'm your person. Yeah. And I remember in the group program, there were people who were like, Tracy, you're asking me to put on a feeling that like, I don't have. And I remember you pushing us of like, you can take that up notches. And when we try and get crazy or blow out an emotion, you're like, that was still fine. And that's lies of the mind. And Mm. as you know, because you trademarked psychology of the voice, it's a unique process. My data shows me, my research shows me that the subconscious is actually determining how you're using your voice because it wants to keep you safe. Its job is to protect your heart. As I said, the voice is the orchestra of the heart. So it is up there going, tone it down, tone it down, circus clown. And you get smaller and smaller and smaller. You don't even catch our attention anymore. So it's a false perception. So y'all are over there feeling all over dramatic and I'm probably giving you the thumbs up. It reminds me of a phrase that you would say often in the group of like tentacles out. Can you talk a little bit about what that means? Yeah, when I first, when I talk about tentacles out, sometimes people have this immediate reaction of, "Uh uh-uh, that, no, that's not right. Right. (laughs) Okay. So this is what I see in in voices. And this is why I believe people are struggling so much on video, which we can certainly have a conversation Mm -hmm. about how that isn't going to work anymore. But we learn and the world teaches us to 
keep our tentacles out like an octopus tentacles out. I'm reading you. I'm reading the room. I'm reading the look at your faces. Ooh, I don't think you're liking me. And we change the delivery. We change who we are. Mm. And so it becomes, ooh, they're not liking me. I'm going to I'm going to change who I am because they're not liking me. And there's so many problems with that one. I don't know what you're thinking. Mm. I, you could be thinking about the fight that you had with your spouse this morning. You could be thinking about that bill that is overdue. I cannot read your face and I should never change who I am to be what I think you want me to be. Mm. So we have to bring those tentacles back in and no matter what, work from the place of this is the best version of me. This is Thanksgiving dinner version of me. This is teacher version of me. This is in the courtroom version of me. This is the best version of me, but I'm just going to turn the flame up or down on me, but I'm not changing who I am. Mm. And there's freedom in that, as you know. Another big reason why I, that reminds me, another big reason why I started to work with you is because I was at the time doing these live webinars every week. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they would go an hour or more. And I was so vocally exhausted by the end of them. My mouth was dry. I lost my voice. And you helped me realize that I was really straining the voice in certain ways throughout the webinar. Is that kind of force of something you see? I mean, I talk with a lot of course creators who are doing webinars mm. or people who are on Clubhouse for a long time, especially though, if it's just you talking for an hour or more, there is this sense of like, I have to be high energy. I have to be super engaging for a long time. And that can be difficult to sustain. One of the things that I love about working with you is that you really coach us through, here's how you can go from this shade of blue to this shade of blue to a different color and keep people's attention. Yeah. And these are such great questions. And the first thought that came into my mind when you were talking about that is exactly what you said. Sometimes there's teaching out there that, that can be misleading. And sometimes it's our own subconscious that puts the thought in our head that we have to be on. We have to be video guy. Yeah. I've got to really entertain these folks. And, and first of all, that's not you. So no wonder you're exhausted, right? Mm. If you try to do that and you're pushing and pushing and forcing. And, and I have concepts of push and pull. And a lot of people, they get on a, they get on a camera and they can't see anybody. So they start talking louder. They yep. start, right? And, and you don't need to do that. There's yeah. a microphone. And so I'm pushing and I'm on and I'm high energy and I'm, and I'm exhausted. And really, you know, feeling is a part of that. And I, I want to circle back to that again, because that is so important. Mm. But we have to reframe this whole concept of, I've got to be on, I've got to deliver, I've got to make an impact. No, you just have to have a conversation. Mm. We're just having a conversation right now. And we're bringing it more than if, if I'd started talking like this in your webinar, in your podcast, you'd be like, what, what, what just happened here? But, and yet, I think a lot of people probably come to you thinking that that is what they need to be like and that you'll help them get there. That's it. And it's, you know, I don't know if I did this when I had your group. I think I did it. I think I started it after your group. But I brought in uh, three videos of thought leaders, mm. very well-known thought leaders that everybody loves. 
right? I mean, they're successful, they're powerful, they're great. I put those videos side by side at about three quarters of the way through the program and everybody went, whoa, they're talking at me. They are on, they are pushing me out of the room. This one, I feel like I'm at the kitchen table with. Wow. Right. And so there is this concept that we've got to ramp up our energy and be on and push and convince and nothing could be further than from the truth. We have to find the best version of you. And that's going to be different than the best version of me. I'm real high vocal energy, but somebody that's extremely introverted and introspective, that's why it won't work because they're trying to be something they're not. We have to find their best version so that people can connect with them. I remember when one of the first patterns that you helped me with was realizing that even though there was this really like, I think, unique gift that you helped me see of me being the approachable, calming attorney. Mm-hmm. And yet I don't have to start every video smiling my, my pants off and saying, Joey, if you're talking about a business losing its brand, you don't have to still be Mr. Positive and smiles. Yeah. And that's really that shades, yeah. like you mentioned blue. And that's one of the problems for people. And again, they never entered their mind is that they're giving everything the same value. Everything is the same. Well, I've got to be smiley guy all the time. No, you don't. Yeah. You've got to be you. And what are all the shades of you? There's so many shades of blue yet we get on video or we are even in conversations or the courtroom or in sales calls or meetings or webinars. And now we've got one version and I can't dare let you see who I really am. But that's when the magic happens is mm-hmm. when we embrace likable Joey and fun Sherry and uh, larger than life Greg right? That's when it really, you know, I call it bits of you and maximizing the bits of you. Don't try to be serious, Joey. Be serious, Joey, when it's serious. Yeah, I love that. That's a fun one. It is. And again, it goes back to you are so much more than a voice coach. Are you, is there a term that you're using that you're kind of preferring people to use when they explain what you do beyond voice coaching? You know, maybe we should run a contest for your audience to come up with the best name because literally, you know, when I was on James's podcast right before we started, right before he hit go, he said, I'm not calling you a voice coach. What are we going to call you? Mm. And I hear it all the time. And that's really been, it's kind of been a lifelong thing because you hear voice coach and the first thing you think is singing. And then the second thing you think is actors need that. And then the third thing you think is interesting. I wonder what's on Netflix tonight, right? (laughs) And you don't, you know, so I've actually, I've been working on some publicity stuff and the woman said, I think we should call you a voice command coach. And I kind of like that. What do you think of that? I like that. I know I introduced you to my good friend, Sarah Victory. Yes. She is amazing at this kind of thing. Okay. Because she helps people sell books. And she's right. like, we have to, we have to make sure that yes. people see this on a shelf and want it. Yeah. It's tough though, because the word that comes to mind for me, and it's 
because of this book that I read last year that changed my life. I'll send you a copy. It all has to do with performance. Oh, okay. And to me, like you are a performance coach or strategist. Like you help people perform better by using a certain tool. Yeah. And you know, it's, I love that word performance. I love that, but not in the sense of performing. That's actually what I take away. Well, sure. Right. You know, so it's internal performance is what I hear you saying. Yeah. To me, it's, it's almost the sense of staying in the now, staying in the present Yeah, and not letting thoughts about the past or the future creep up that shows up in my ums or whatever it is. Right. You know, it's transformation through the vehicle of voice. How are you, and, and you take that, go back to that word performance. How are you performing in your relationships? Meaning how are you talking to your kids? Mm. Does your older daughter speak to you? Or does she think, is she on eggshells every time she's around you? How's it going with your sister or your sister-in-law? Because voice is voice, whether it's the webinar or the family. And again, more than ever, people need to be maximizing the power of their voice to build, mend, fix, and grow relationships. And yeah, the voice is what's going to do it. Because the minute I dump raw emotion on you, your subconscious isn't going to hear me. Well, and I, I, I know that you focus on, you know, technically the voice specifically, but I mean, my copy has improved. The way I talk to my team has improved. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is a, is a universal transformation. Yeah. Are there certain kinds of payoffs to the work that you help people with that you love the most? Like, is there a reason why you help entrepreneurs more so than other groups? You know, I've worked with a lot of groups. I've worked with a lot of professionals. I've worked with a lot of celebrities. I've worked with judges and justices and attorneys and doctors and, and probably just about everything in between. And one of the things that I love about entrepreneurs so much, I'll answer the question about the payoff because there is one thing that I do love the most, Mm. but entrepreneurs have the most willing spirit to grow and learn. And I know around the voice that is critical because the voice is our utmost place of judgment Mm. and entrepreneurs understand the power of investing in themselves. Yep. And a lot of people don't get that. A lot of people, I mean, I can't even imagine what I would do without my team of coaches. That is how we level up and level up and level up. And I think entrepreneurs understand that on a very, very deep level where unfortunately, and hopefully we can change this, that other people don't realize the value, the full value. And it's just like this, an entrepreneur might take a risk at what they perceive as a risk and jump in where somebody else might think, well, that's for movie stars. Yeah. It said in a different way. It's almost like entrepreneurs are, are more willing to lean into uncomfortable parts yeah. about themselves Yeah, to for fix sure. problems versus whatever, you know, a number crunching type of solution would be. Well, yeah, it's to circle back to what is the thing that I think is the most profound about this work is the inner freedom. Yeah, I can teach you how to captivate the room, compel your audience, make more money, 
sound more confident, build stronger connections. But for me, this is about no longer being in the torture of, I just did my 30 second videotake. I have redone this this solo podcast episode 400 times, right. I am about to vomit. You know, I did, a, I did a workshop on compelling the selling last night, you know, compel mm. me to take an action. And there were a couple of people that were like, I just kind of felt like I was going to throw up when they had to drop the price. Mm. When there's inner freedom, you're working from a place of knowing that you're saying the right words, knowing that you're speaking to your people, knowing that everything is always working out because you're not even trying to control that outcome because you know, by that point you can't. It's so powerful. It It really really is. is. It really is. Every day, I guess I've done this now 36 years, maybe, maybe not Mm. quite that long, close. And to this day, I am still just mesmerized at the transformation in people. And I'm grateful every single day that I was chosen to have the ear that I was given to hear and the knowledge and desire to research and create what I've created to create that freedom for people. Joey, there's people that, that just are so locked up. They can't even say anything Mm. and they live their whole life. And then they get to 40, they get to 50, they get to even one time 70 had not used their voice to make an impact in the world, had struggled around their voice their whole life. That to me is devastating. Yeah, I see that. Not only to not have the inner freedom or the connections or the, or the ability, but to not maximize your message, to not be heard really should be on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. To not be heard is one of the most critical things people have. In fact, many of the voice habits that do not work for you are born out of, I don't feel heard. I don't feel heard, so I'm going to talk at you. I don't feel heard, so I'm going to be louder. I don't feel heard, so I'm going to give you way more words than you ever needed. Or the opposite of all of those things. Or the opposite. That's right. I'm never saying anything ever. Right? And it's the person that could change somebody's life. You know, I believe that people are out there waiting for their people. Like I'm waiting for my people, you're waiting for your people. And if we maximize our voice and reveal who we really are, now don't don't take don't go to the extreme with that. Sure. But, you know, if I know that you're likable Joey and I know that you're the, you know these beautiful qualities about you, then I know you're my person. Mm. But if I don't if you don't show me through the way you use your voice, then I just keep looking and tune you out. That's another heartbreak. People doing the podcast or doing the videos or doing the things and nobody's listening and they're thinking all the things, but voice, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. And that reminds me, I remember during our group coaching sessions every week, we would be like, oh my gosh, we can't unhear this anymore. Mm, yeah. And we're, we're listening so much better as well, which of course helps you as a business owner. Um, well, sure. Let's just say that you took on as a new one-to-one client, typical online course creator. They've got their video lessons. Maybe they have a webinar that they do, and then they've got live videos and stuff that they, they also do on social media. If they just kind of come to you with, I need help with all of this from a business standpoint, is there usually a place in their business 
that you'd like to start in terms of improving their voice? Is that at the webinar level, inside of the video lessons, or just like, let's get you more comfortable on Instagram or Facebook? I'm not sure if I'm going to answer this exactly. Let me know if I'm not answering this in line with what you're thinking. I don't necessarily start with any particular platform Mm. because what I find is whatever you're doing on Instagram, you're also doing it on the webinar. You're also doing it at, at the dinner table. Yeah. Right. So it's really more about starting with the foundation, starting with pillar one of psychology of the voice, which is rewriting the noise in your head. And a lot of times people are like, wait a minute, I thought this was, I thought you were going to tell me to be louder. Well, Mm. it doesn't matter what I tell you until I get you mentally reframed until we rewrite the noise in your head, get you in the now, get you to stop trying to get the words right. Nothing's going to stick. Mm. So I start with pillar one and that's unearthing that noise and stories and looking at what it left behind. Now, don't let that scare you because as you know, Joey, it's not a deep dive three year. We've got to talk this through. It's, you know, is that ultimately true? Okay. No, because our voices are put in place before we're five years old by our subconscious. Mm. One phrase, Hey, stop talking so much has the power to determine how we use our voice forever. So that has been calling the shots your whole life. Yeah. So we've got to look at that noise first. We've got to look at if you're going up in your head to get the words right, which Mm. is most people. Yeah. Okay. So if I'm trying to get the words right now, I've got a hesitation in my voice and what you're processing is, does this woman even know what she's talking about? And I do, but now I have done something that makes you think, make a different decision about me. Okay. And I want to highlight that real quick because okay. we talked a lot about myself and other lawyers that you've worked with, who we go into our heads as lawyers a lot to say the thing that's not wrong and to make sure that we're giving the, the right reason. But in doing that, we can give off the impression that we don't know what we're talking about or that we were not as forceful with what we want to say because we're speaking so much from what are the right words that I want to say at this point. And I remember you telling me at some point I showed you a live video and you were like, Joey, what were you thinking when you were talking here? <laughs> and, I, and I was like, well, specifically what was in my head was if another attorney is watching this, how can I make sure that I'm saying this right? Yeah. And you were like, so you're thinking about another lawyer watching it and not a business owner that you're trying to help. Mm-hmm. And that changed the entire internal dialogue for me. Yeah. And that's welcome to a moment of Tracy coaching right there. Yeah. It's, and that's not what you're thinking. It was probably, you were probably thinking, wait a minute, I thought you were going to tell me to speak louder. Right. 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 But that noise of getting it right because of what they think or could think has got you in the past and the future. And when you are in the past and the future and trying to get your words right, you're all up in your head and your voice will not work. Yeah. Because the, again, the voice is the orchestra of the heart. So we have, so we go back to feeling mm. and we go back to, I probably said to you, Joey, do you know what you're talking about? <laughs> and you probably said, well, yeah, yeah, for real, a hundred percent. And I had to get you to work from that place mentally. And then we had to put a new habit in, in the muscle memory. Yeah. It's a lot of, let's get you to show up on camera the way you're showing up 
right before we hit record, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's, we talk all the time about like, as soon as we're like, okay, go do your thing. It's like, oh, this is the camera version of me and not just yes. me talking. Yes. Yes. And, and I can talk to that, but I want to circle back to one more thing. You were talking about attorneys. Yeah. And I want to bring up another one. Fast. Mm. I got to deliver all this information because see a lot of attorneys and, and other people too, that I work with, they got their start or, or they participated in high school debate where sometimes the rules were, you have to deliver as much information as you can in three minutes. And so that's in the muscle memory. And so you are, are in the courtroom and I, hopefully I'm not speaking out of a, not a lack of understanding, but a lot of times when I get attorneys, it's really fast and I got a, little, a lot of information. And the minute you do that, you are now talking at me. Mm. You are repelling me. You're not even giving me a chance to love you and want to hire mm. you because you are talking at me. And, and it literally can come from, from fast. And all of that is I've got to deliver this information. It goes back to that being up in your head. And people don't re even realize that something like that is costing them because they heard one time somewhere, somebody said, well, to captivate your listener, you better speak really fast. Mm -hmm. And it's actually the weakest tool in the toolbox because I don't know what you know. Now think about this. I talk about voice people, you know, they don't know what I know about voice. Think about law. Think about what an attorney knows that a layman doesn't. Mm -hmm. And I go really, 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 really fast. They checked out. They couldn't follow right. They couldn't connect. You took God in the plane and flew off and I'm running behind you on the runway. And I've got to say that has been the biggest change in the feedback that I'm now getting after working with you is people are telling me, Joey, that was the only legal presentation we've ever done at a summit where people didn't complain about it feeling super out of reach or over people's heads. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, it's because I got that memo from you to not try and prove myself as a lawyer when I'm presenting in front of business owners. Yeah. And that right there, that needing to prove mask, that's a deal breaker. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and lawyers are particularly bad at it, but I feel like every, a, a lot of industries probably have this where yeah. when you get to a point in visibility in your business, you're wanting to prove your spot. Yeah. on a certain lineup or our panel. And to just be totally frank, sometimes when I'm on a panel, I still feel that push mm -hmm. because I feel like the people on the panel with me are talking a lot more than I am. They're getting a lot more words out and I can take that to mean that they're, they're being more helpful than I am yeah. when I just get to my thing and say, hey, just a follow-up question and let me tell you a quick story because I don't have a bunch of words in my head that I want to say to that person. Yeah. And there it is right there. And that is a three-day spiral if you don't know differently, right? Because we live in a world of comparison. Yeah. We exist in what's happening on their Instagram feed, what is happening in their practice. You know, we live in that world and we follow the world's rules and it's like I said to somebody yesterday, I don't follow the rule. I don't follow what the world says. 
maybe there are people delivering tons of information and maybe that's the best version of them, but maybe it's a lot of justification and buffering and they lost their audience and you swoop in with two lines that guts people Mm. or excites them. I'll take those two lines that made me feel over the three volume version that I don't even know what you're talking about any day. Mm. Yeah. It's not about more words, even in the world of law. It's about taking the, well, I probably just, just got myself in trouble, right? No, you're fine. <laughs> but, it's, but it's about the words your listener needs to hear, not what yeah. you want to say. Those are two different things. What does your listener need to hear and bringing them to life and creating an experience that makes them feel something. Mm. It's about embodiment. If you just deliver a lot of data to me, well, I've got data. And, and I think you you really hit the nail on the head in terms of bringing it to the now and embodying that present. Because I think as business owners, especially, we spend so much time in the past and in the present, thinking about things, projecting, being a visionary, you know, working with our team about what happened last week, planning around things. And I think that for a long time as a business owner myself, whenever I would hit the live button on Facebook, that was a very fresh feeling for me to be forced in the present moment. I didn't feel like I had to be there, you know, tentacles in Mm -hmm. very often as a business owner. Yeah. And, And once I experienced that more and more, you can take that practice with you even when you're not talking, right? Which is the goal, right? Which is the end goal. And, you know, successful people, many, many people, we're problem solvers, we're outcome driven, we're doing, and and as a business owner, you're right, you're this plan, you know, you're all over the place. And There's nothing wrong with that. Those are actually wonderful qualities, except when they're in your voice. Let's take outcome driven. You're outcome driven. You're already in the ending vocally. Mm. I don't know where the ending even is. I'm right here. I can't connect with you. You get on video and do that. And now all of a sudden, there's even less opportunity for connection because you're not in the room with me. I mean, per se, right? Or you're on a podcast. I can't see... I can't read your face, which we don't really want to do anyway, but even your physical Mm. energy is not in the room with me and I'm in the outcome and all they have to work with is my voice. Well, they're going to decide, you know, I come at this with how are you being processed subconsciously? You're in the outcome. They don't even know where the outcome is. Mm. They're going to process. Well, I guess I'm not a part of this. So you take the team. You said you manage the team better. Well, I already know what you're doing to do that, right? You're Mm. having conversations with them and you're using your voice in a way that makes them feel a part of this. Mm. And and if I'm going down a, a rabbit hole, stop me. But I think about foreshadowing. I think about people managing teams and they'll say to me, I can't get this guy to do what I need him to do. And I'll say, well, how are you saying it to him? Mm. And they'll rattle it off. And I'll say, you don't believe he can do it. He said, I sure don't. (laughs) Can you give an example of what that sounds like? I Sure, I can try. Okay. Okay. So let's say you work for me 
And I'm, (laughs) hey, that's not, maybe I'll have you come teach voice for me. That actually could work. (laughs) No, you're too busy doing all of this great stuff. But let's say you work for me and I've asked you three times to do something and you're not doing it. And I come to you and I say, Joey, the problem is that it's it wasn't done correctly again, and I, I need it to be done. I, what I need to be have done is I need the calls to be made before the reports are written. What did you hear in my voice? Just frustration. Yeah, frustration, and, and, and you can't the, do it right. Right. Yeah. Were you going to say something else? Were you going to add something else, or was that what the, you were going to say? That your mind was made up. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And so Joey's subconscious now says, it doesn't matter what you do anyway, so don't even do it. See what's on YouTube. Yeah. And so we get in this cycle because what Joey really wants to do is be a, feel a part of this. Your people want to do a good job. I've worked with enough of them. They've mm. told me, <laughs> right? I'm not really intimidated by Bob. I want to do a good job for him. And that's what intimidates me is that I'm not going to. And then Bob comes in and says, you've got to call the people before you do the report, which says you can't do anything right, can you? Yeah. So how how could this sound differently? And I only ask because I know that you can do this stuff really well. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Joey. Just wanted to check in on something. I just don't know if I've made this clear. There's really something we're looking to do here, and that is make the calls actually before the reports are written. Mm. I don't know if, does that resonate with you? Why that makes sense? Tracy, I I physically leaned in when you were talking. (laughs) See, and now I can still feel like I got to go ask Joey to do this again. I may feel that, but I promise you, if you reframe and do this from step one, you're never going to have this problem. Mm. So a lot of times my outcome driven, busy people will have me do things just like what we're doing right now. And they'll look at me and they'll say, I don't have time to do that. Right. And And I'll say, you don't have time not to. Yeah. Because I just saved you two rounds with Joey and he's intimidated by you and he's not about to ask and get clarification and you're getting madder and making it worse on Joey. And then underneath all of that, not only are you not getting what you want and getting the best out of your people, but you're destroying their self-esteem. And if I think, because I know how the subconscious works, if I think I can't do it right, what am I going to do to myself? I'm going to just mull over and over and over in my mind. Why can't, why can't I do this right? That I can't do this right was a phrase that ran through my head the first like two and a half years Mm. of being a lawyer at the firm that I worked at before. So I can totally relate to being on the receiving end of those kinds of conversations and the effect it had on me and and their organization. Mm -hmm. And one of the tricky things, I promise this is this is a podcast meant for online course creators and business owners, but one of the things about being an attorney is you very, very quickly get it hammered into your head that you are not the smartest person in the room. Mm. There's the ranking system at school, there's the curve, there's trying to pass the bar, there's applying for all of these jobs and it's super limited. 
And there's this sense really that there aren't those participation trophies anymore once you have a law degree. And there are certain qualities that are strong and others that aren't. I think it really, whether attorneys are able to admit it or not, it's the reason why they really need you the most is because they're both an attorney and a marketer as a business owner. And in their marketing, they've got all of these guardrails up of don't tell me that any of this is wrong. Mm -hmm. Or if you're going to tell me what I can work on, just tell me what nicer camera I can get. Right. And there's a lot in there what you just said. And I want to link it back to something that you said we were talking about a minute ago. So you come into this space. Now you didn't have this in your voice, but I have heard it many times and not just in law, doctors, people that studied engineering, people that, you know, whatever, it can be somebody that is now an entrepreneur. Now lawyers and surgeons are that extreme version of this. Okay. But if I am internally feeling insecure, my go-to mask is going to be hot shot need to prove. Mm. And I can't think of a more repelling mask. So now you're in this loop of insecurity, but yet you're proving that you're the smartest guy in the room because you feel like you have to, and it's in your voice. And that's not what people are taking away. That's one of the great things about you. And I've said it from day one, you have such a likability factor about you. I mean, let's just be honest. I think we've talked about this before when, when we hear law and when we hear attorneys, there's fear around that, right? For a lot of people. And then I've got this, this guy coming in or this, you know, whoever coming in, it doesn't put me at ease. And that's one of your greatest gifts is this likability factor and this calming factor and this putting, I said, ease factors, you know, talk about the trademark, somebody's stealing my stuff and I'm freaked out. What, what do I do? I can't even believe I spent 30 years and there you are. And I know exactly who you are in the first five minutes. I have a conversation with me. You're not trying to prove anything to me. You Mm. want to make me feel back to feeling a certain way and you're showing me who you really are. So there's instant trust built. I know who I'm dealing with when I deal with Joey, where when I deal with Karen or Bill, I may just be so caught up in, I hope I get this right, that I don't even hear them. Mm, That makes a lot of sense. So just to be clear, you identified that for me, that calming nature. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you speak to any other unique characteristics that you see in people that are like the superpower that you tell them to double it down on? Like what are other positive types of characteristics for people who are listening that they might hear and be like, oh yeah, that's, that's me being authentic that can help people. Yeah. Well, we hide behind masks. Yeah. Like people pleasing. let, Let me give this through an example. I worked with a woman. She was not getting the million dollar deal. She was an entrepreneur. And I had, of course I had her deliver, she had a people pleasing mask. And so she was trying to be what she thought everybody wanted her to be. And so she was really being neutral, no passion, no excitement, Mm. no nothing. And the people cutting the million dollar deals were feeling like she wasn't passionate enough 
to have a million dollar deal. She was probably the most passionate person I'd ever met in my life. Mm. So what we did was we revealed her passion. And it goes back to that, that piece you were talking about where everybody kind of feeling over dramatic. And I'm like, yeah, because it's who you really are. Like you have a super bubbling personality. That's wonderful. You're robbing us if you do not give us that. Mm. Right. And so is it, are you funny? You know, this is where I talk about bits of you. What do you do? Do you snort laugh? Do you, (laughs) you know, are you, are you fun? Are you funny? Are you sarcastic? Now keep this all in perspective, but that is the piece where I have seen people double and triple their income. Mm. When I've said, stop with this, I've got to be professional. No, you are fun. I literally have somebody I work with and we rolled in fun. She's really fun. She's, she's like you. She's fun. She's, she's got this dynamic personality and she was being professional because she thought she had to be. We rolled in the fun version and literally people after webinars, you were talking about webinars, like the woman said, you make me feel calm. She gets you are so fun. If you're really like this, I want to work with you. Oh, I love that. Okay. Same thing. And it was there all along. You just didn't bring it into your work world or your videos or, you know, for, for, and this is for everybody because you do that at the kitchen table with your spouse or your parent or your sibling or your child. But then the whole game changes when it's go time and it shouldn't. Mm. You know, this is probably not the best thing for me to do as an interviewer because it doesn't lead you anywhere, but it reminds me of a concept that I just heard on Clubhouse earlier this week. Mm. There's a branding expert that I love. He's an educator in the branding space. So he helps, he's on a mission to help 1 billion graphic designers and branding experts build their businesses. Wow. And he talked about this idea of, building a brand around a two word binary Mm. and how you can build a personal brand by putting two words together that don't fit. And for him, he is the loud introvert. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And as you were talking, it made me think of like, Oh, I I hadn't really thought of like the, the calming attorney as having that dichotomy. And it it sounds like that could be a fun kind of game to play here as you're marrying your, your blue, whatever shade you have to play with there with the profession that makes you uniquely good at that. Yeah. I really like that because what we tend to do is what we think we're supposed to do. Right. Right. What the world says and we mimic So we see everybody else being professional around Bob. So we're going to be perfect. No, that's, and you know what the bottom line is? Bob doesn't even want everybody being professional around him. Mm. Because I queried CEOs in a research study and CFOs. And I said, what do you want? Do you want them to get it right and be perfect and not interject unless they've got something really good? Or do you want to know who they are? Mm. And to a fault, to a T, every one of them said, you're kidding me, right? You're even asking me that question? Wow. Okay. We want to know who you are. We want to know who you are. And there are, that's what comparison and, and all of these things have done is they've taught us to put up masks to hide 
who we are. Mm. And we've bought into the story that who we are is not the right way for it to be. And then Mm. we spend a lifetime trying to find our way in the suit that doesn't fit. And I guess in a nutshell, isn't that kind of what I do? I get you, I get your suit tailored back to who you are. I love that. And, and I also wanted to just speak to, you know, this idea that you said earlier of like doubling or tripling people's businesses Mm. by helping them with their voice. I think Mm -hmm. that really is something that makes sense for you to lean on because I think that people sometimes think of what you do as such a soft skill mm-hmm. and they don't see how clearly the dots are connected between how you can help them and the bottom line of their business. Well, it goes back to that when you think of voice coach, you know, which is why we're going to have to come up with a two name for me, right? We're going to have to come. Mm. That's what I'm still thinking about since you said well, that. Well, you're so key, good right? at so many things. It's hard for me to be like, there's this one, like you're not just fun or Right. You know, I don't know. We're going to, but, but you're so good at that. You're going to have to come up with something for me because you're clever like that. But people aren't thinking, oh, voice coach, better connections, inner freedom, triple in the cash. That's not what they're thinking. And there's such an education piece. And I just love everybody I get to work with first and foremost, because they were curious enough to go, huh, that sounds really interesting. So-and-so said this was a game changer. I think I'm going to try that out. Right? So for everybody who's tuning into this and they want to learn more, maybe they've got their credit card ready to do whatever it is that (laughs) they can use it for right now. Tracy, how can people get in touch with you? What's a really good next step for you to help them? The best place to find me is at my website, captivatetheroom.com. There's a free video series on there. All my social media links are on there. You can email me from there. You can call me from there. I have a podcast, Captivate the Room. You've been on the podcast. It's a great podcast. Yes. Everybody should check it out. It's a great episode that you were on, that we did. Thanks again for having me. Yeah, no, it was great. That's really the best place to find me, but I am on social media, on uh, mostly under Captivate the Room, but sometimes Tracy Goodwin. Okay. And is your, um, is your group coaching program still like one of the most popular programs that you offer? It really is. Okay. It, it, I do the group program and I do one-on-one coaching, but really there's so much magic that happens in that group program. I think it's really the place to be one, because a lot of people have a lot of angst over that's the problem. They can use their voice fine when they're in their house or they perceive that they're, they're revealing who they really are when they're home. It's, it's when the world is watching that, that all yeah. the stuff comes out. And so it's a very small group. It's a very safe space. And it adds that extra layer of either proof positive or stuff we need to look at. Mm-hmm. And is that group always have its doors open or does, do you only open the doors to that a couple of times? Once a quarter. Okay. Once a quarter. So okay. it just depends on when people are thinking about it. You can certainly reach out to me and ask when the next round launches. But once a quarter is what I'm aiming for this year. You guys, Tracy knows that uh, I annoy her as much as I can with introductions. So if any of you are tuning in and you want just to, to get to know Tracy one-to-one, feel free to reach out to me. I'll send an intro email as well. You are the super connector. I... It's amazing. That was actually my goal 
for the month of January was I didn't hit it. But my challenge to myself was I want to make intros every day that match the day of the month. So I wanted to like end the 31st of January with making 31 connections that day. Yeah. And after the middle of the month, I realized that I, w- I could feel myself starting to make intros that weren't as thoughtful or strategic as I wanted. So I figured quality over quantity, mm. but when I was putting my list together of, you know, who can I just kind of batch introduce as I'm getting started here? Tracy's name was like every other intro on my list. So, <laughs> Well, gosh, I feel special. Well, like I said, you really are a secret weapon and I don't know anyone yeah. else who does anything close to what you do. So no, it, no, it's really such a unique thing. And, and there's not a day, like I said, that goes by that I'm not just in love with the work and and I'm on a mission too, Joey. I'm on a mission to change as many lives as I can before I leave this place. Mm. It's a game changer. There's something to be said for inner freedom and showing up as your real self and making the impact you were meant to make here. Mm, I love it. And we'll end there. Thanks so much, Tracy. You are the absolute best. It's such a joy and an honor to have you here. Uh, Well, thank you so much for asking me. I'm really delighted that I got to have this conversation with you. All right. Well, bye, everybody. All right. Has this episode motivated you to take some action on the legal side? Well, good. Here's a great next step for you. I've put together a free legal training that people have legit been raving about. I just got a DM telling me that this was the best legal presentation they've ever seen. Yes, you heard that right. Best legal presentation ever. Okay, maybe that's a pretty low bar, but hey, I'll take it. And another person told me that they've never really had a lawyer who they trusted to recommend to their business friends. But after watching this training, now they know that I'm their go-to guy. So if you're ready to stop being overwhelmed by all the legal stuff, you are going to freaking love this training. Check it out at joeycvitali.com slash trademark, or just click on the link in the show notes. This is owning it. Thanks for listening to Owning It with me, Joey C. Vitale. If you like the show and want to know more, check out joeycvitale.com. And I'm all about spreading those golden legal nuggets. So leave a review and let me know which golden nuggets you picked up from this episode. All right, see you next time. If you want to